And with that, I welcome you to the Odd uh, Podcast. I am your host, B. Let's see what's going on today. And we go right away to our drive-through as we check in with the McDonald's Walk. Current standings in the More Taste League in ninth place. Bill the Waller, three and three, 768 points. In 10th place, the Pharmacy, two and four, with 835 points. In 11th place, five 18 year old boys, one and five, with 765 points. And in 12th place, Kyle Orton, with a question mark, 729 points. And that is a nice way to start off the program, uh, gentlemen. This is a, an outstanding week. You heard the intro song. I, I'm feeling very country this week. Uh, big week coming up. We had Tennessee last night. Uh, some of us will be in Tennessee this weekend. And to uh, piece this all together, I brought on my dear, dear friend, my personal teammate, and uh, the star of this weekend's festivity, Benny Bachelor, as I've been calling him. Ben K. what's going on? B, pleasure to be on the program. Um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty country right now. Excited for the weekend. You know, I have like a hat and I got cool pants for that. I, I'm, I got the works here, man. I'm, I'm ready to go. Can't wait to see that outfit. Yeah, they, they, yeah, you probably, you probably shouldn't <laughs> say that. It's, it's, uh, well, we'll, we'll see. But uh, here's the thing, Kai, uh, you and I, we're going to dive right into this because we have a lot to get to today, a lot of meat. Uh, on the cow. Um, we got our first win of the season this week, and it was uh, an outstanding uh, victory. It was albeit kind of an ugly one. I don't even know if you'd call it really a fantasy football matchup. Uh, I would liken it to uh, two uh, kids outside in the yard having a snowball fight for about three hours, throwing about uh, hundreds of snowballs at each other, and finally one of them sticks and uh, hits the other one, and then they just kind of end it. Because that's what our matchup felt like to me, Kai. It was a, a long doozy. It was uh, tough to look at, uh, tough to watch, but we beat Mike and Mike's 124 to 111. We're going to dive right into this. Uh, Kai, if, if I told you we would have been 0-5 to start the season, I think you would have been like uh, – you would have called BS on that. You would have said there's no way – and, and now that we're 0-5, if I had told you that, and I told you that our first win of the season was going to be with one quarterback, you probably would have also said no way. But we get it done. Kai, give me your initial thoughts as you watched uh, our matchup unfold this uh, past week. Yeah, I mean, you don't expect to win uh, in this league with 124 points. Um, but quickly, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, Dave Richard. Um, never heard of him <laughs> before this week, but uh, – <laughs> Rossi B so generously posted in our group me um, his his little article there and uh, that actually was the deciding factor in our matchup um, Mike and, and Dorfman going with Danny Dimes over Derek Carr so thank you Davey R um, yeah so one quarterback we both of our kickers actually got double digits which was you know shocking uh, but yeah. very helpful and uh, another big piece of this week was that um, Dorfman and Stern's receivers only combined for like 12 points, especially um, disappointing when you consider it was a Mike Williams revenge game against us. And uh, yeah, just happy to be on the board with a W and separate ourselves from Sammy C a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for me, as I watch this unfold, uh, I feel like a broken record, but I'm going to have to say it again. LaVisca Chenault continues to disappoint. Uh, look, he, he, he eclipsed double digits this week. I know as you groan, uh, I do the same. Actually, my reactions are probably a lot more emphatic and not so nice uh, when watching his, his uh, game flow because this is a guy, and I've read a lot of Yahoo notes on this and a lot of fantasy pundits still believe in him. And it's very odd because we're approaching the halfway point in the football season. And uh, I say this a lot. Uh, a lot of it is related to Ed, like MSU teams too. But at some point, you just are what you are. And for me, I've seen enough from Chenault. I, I think I said it a few weeks ago on the podcast. I, I just don't see it with him. I mean, there is no way, uh, even if you don't like Urban Meyer as a coach, there is just no way he's that bad enough. He's been around the game a long time. He's had a lot of success. 
that if LaVisca Chenault was that great, he would, Urban would find a way to get him the ball. Uh, and with no Chark, they have really no tight end. ETN was going to be a weapon, but he's out. They don't have a ton of options here, and yet he's still not really doing anything, Ty. He's absolutely really, really hurt our team. Exactly, and that was my point exactly, that Chark is gone. He gets 10 targets this week um, in a competitive game and still barely eclipses double-digit points. Um, Yeah, I was pretty high on him going into the season, Um, and we really expected him to, you know, rotate in that wide receiver three spot. So with A.J. Brown being banged up um, and just flat out not great when he has been healthy, we've had to, you know, kind of fill the gap with two. uh, We have four receivers that we have for two spots, and none of them are great options. So we're kind of forced to play him, which is unfortunate because he's not very good. Yeah, and and look, I don't want to get into prior seasons too much, but I think it is worth mentioning for us, Kai, because we've struggled the last couple of years, but it's directly tied to our keepers. Um, we've had a few receivers who have garnered quite the hype and and none of them have not only been mediocre, they've all been flat out really bad. Anthony Miller, Nicole Hardman, and now LaVisca Chenault is stepping in, uh, uh, to the throne. So it, it, you know, I don't want to deviate too much from the week and what's going on, you know, right now, but long-term our team, we're going to have a few options next year. Zach Wilson, Mark Andrews is playing his way back into the fold. Cam Akers will be returning uh, from injury, and Daryl Henderson was great, but we'll, you know, we'll let that unfold uh, as the offseason plays out. And then Rashad Bateman, I, I'm confident, will come on pretty strong here uh, for Baltimore. Uh, and, and one other thing on, on our team, Kai, that I picked up uh, this week, and you know, we talked about it a little bit, was we had to put A.J. Brown on the bench. Uh, he was downgraded. In middle of the day Sunday to questionable and in a matchup that we knew was competitive at the moment, we couldn't risk him not playing and having to go to some obscure uh, Titan or bill to try to get us some points. When we had a pretty good option in Renfro, we put him in, he has 6.6 points this week. Um, and, and, you know, uh, it, we ultimately didn't need anything from that position, but it was nice in that moment that we, we had that option and that security blanket as he is for the Raiders. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Renfro's a guy you feel like, you know, he didn't do it this week, but at worst you feel like he's getting you 10 points. Uh, this was the first week he didn't get the double digits. So it's nice to have a guy like that, but um, you know, AJ Brown's been pretty disappointing. And the fact that we actually had to do that this week is very telling for, how his season's gone. And Kai, you, you've touched on Mike and Mike's uh, team just a bit, but I'll, I'll reiterate this. You know, Daniel Jones, they play him over Derek Carr, and he really struggles. He had negative points for much of the afternoon. And actually, as a Giant fan, I was pretty furious to have to, to watch Joe Judge have him uh, be out there in like a 38-11 to 11 ball game with like three minutes to go. When he's coming off a concussion, I would have taken him out. I mean, you were not going to win that game. So I, I, don't, I didn't really understand that, and I really didn't like it from a fantasy perspective because he picked up a few extra points. Um, but, yeah, to touch on what you said, his receivers really struggled. We had Mike Evans, Jason, uh, as Ross B. coined him, had 4.7 points on Thursday night. Mike Williams – now, I feel bad. I'm a big Mike Williams guy, as you know, Kai. And uh, Mike Williams was hurt this week. And he might not have played. But, but then once it was, you know, that he, you know, announced that he was going to play, how could you not play this guy? Even though they said he might be on a pitch count and, he, you know, he might not be at anywhere near 100%. You can't leave that guy on the bench. He's been too good. Uh, so they put him in and he gets also 4.7. And then Chase Clay Ocean, uh, that's, a, I feel like, a name. Ross B would give him, but Claypool, 3.7 points. Uh, so that was really, really a terrible week from the receivers, as you highlighted, Kai. The rest of the team, I'm looking at it, did pretty well. I mean, um, you know, Zeke and Collins combined for about 35. Jared Cook has 12 and a half. Mike Badgley, the kicker, does eight. And then the Minnesota D gets you nine, and then their quarterback Stafford went for 30. So they really had four guys score under five points. And that was the difference in this matchup. Exactly. Yeah. And, and in weeks past, you know, their receivers are putting up like 55, 60 points combined. So um, definitely 
a big disappointing week to have them all be under five points in the same week, but I would not expect that to be the case again going forward. Kai, I, at the beginning of the season, was pretty critical of this roster. It's since persuaded me a little bit. Uh, I've come around. Uh, I am. I don't know if I'd call myself a believer in it, but I've acknowledged that they've had some success. They're a 500 team right now. But frankly, playing our roster and the performance that it put up with no A.J. Brown, with no second quarterback, you and no Jerry Judy because he's been out, Patterson and Matt Ryan on bot. You know, you, it just feels like if you were a real good team, like a contender in this league, this is not a week you lose. Uh, are you a believer in Mike and Mike's? Um, I'm somewhat a believer. Um, I think if that QB two situation, um, they can make the right calls going forward on who to play and who to not play. I think this is a pretty complete roster. Um, like I said before, I don't think this is going to happen again with their receivers where they're all just having a down week. Um, and Alex Collins, I think is a little banged up. Um, so they have that to figure out, but they have Mike Davis on the bench. So I think they're pretty solid across the board. Um, and I would expect them to be pretty competitive, um, through the rest of the season. Well, last point on this, Mikey Chucks. It's a new nickname I've given Michael Charles. Uh, Chucks is also a, you know, Chuck is like a football term, throwing a ball. Uh, Kai, give me your objective opinion on the nickname Mikey Chucks. B, I'm a huge fan of the nickname. I'm a huge fan of all the nicknames you've come up with over the years. So There's a laundry yeah. list of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's move on to our next matchup, Kai. Uh, this was a battle of the two uh, top two teams in the Mortace League. Uh, the commissioner beats Mahomes schooled 171 to 119.86, a rare dud week from Ross B., 72, uh, as many know him. And uh, it, it, we'll dive into this, but the commissioner has really made me a believer in his team. I've been critical of it. I don't really, I still am not quite sure how it's a good team looking at the roster because every time I, uh, I look at it, I just go, I don't understand it, but it is. So, Kai, what stood out to you in this matchup from, from uh, the commissioner's uh, vantage point? I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit, B. I actually, I like the construction of Hazen's roster. I think every week, I think you're guaranteed about 55, 60 points from his quarterbacks. Um, it feels that's like fair. that's just guaranteed. Um, and then you got Kelsey down there. Who's going to get you like 17 to 20. And then Justin Tucker's putting up double digits all the time. So um, that puts you at about, you know, 85 points. And then you have your three receivers and two running backs to kind of piece together the rest. Um, so I think that gives him a pretty high floor. Um, and, you know, he put up 170, even having a down week from two of his receivers. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty bullish on Hazen's team. Yeah. I, I'll say this. We had Thielen last year. He's having a much better season this year. I'm just saying uh, very frustrating. He had 30 points this week. You know, Prescott goes for basically 30. Hertz gets 26. I think it's because what I don't like about this team is I don't think a handful of these players are any good in real life. Like, I don't think Jalen Hurts is a great, is a good real-life quarterback. Uh, Devonta Smith I love, but he's a rookie, and he's going to have inconsistent weeks playing with Jalen Hurts. And then T. Higgins, you know, I, I, honestly, I, he's disappointed a little bit. Uh, I thought, you know, he was a contender to break out this year, start strong but has since struggled overall. But yeah, I, I, I hear it. And look, there's no denying it at this point. You're 6-0. and This is a for real team. And he's going to get Clyde Edwards, Elair or Elair back. Um, and, and the commissioner is also going to return a couple of receivers, Michael Gallup, which I think my voice may have been uh, uh, spoken over indirectly uh, while the uh, Mike and Mike's were on the program. But what do you think about this, Kai, for Michael Gallup? That's a good name for a horse, don't you think? That's a great name for a horse. Yeah, Gallup. I mean, that's pretty good. I, if I was a, uh, you know, had a horse, I would, I would name, uh, name it Michael Gallup. Anyway, Jarvis Landry also coming back. So the commissioner's bench you know, uh, will be able to contribute, hopefully moving forward uh, for him. And, and we'll, we'll jump over to Mahomes School. Rossby always has uh, brazen remarks, Kai. Uh, a talker. Part of that is, uh, I think, the psychological battle I have 
stressed or emphasized over the last few weeks when uh, facing Ross B. Um, it, it was a tough week for Ross B. Look, I'm not going to uh, hold his team all that accountable for this. He was up against it. Uh, he had Nick Chubb out. He's missing David Montgomery. He had to play uh, at Cleveland's third string running back uh, who didn't perform. Really was on a bye. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he had a lot of missing parts. And then a couple of his guys, you know, didn't really show up. Uh, uh, mainly Lamar Jackson doesn't get, you know, Lamar Jackson. And I'm going to take a quick look at this. Before this past week, he had a season low of 19 points. He was at under 13 this week. I mean, not that it would have made a difference in the matchup with Spencer scoring 170 points, but you start looking at the team and you can kind of see why Rossby's point totals were, were down. Um, Kai, should Rossby just throw away the tape and move on, or does he have some problems here? Yeah, I think he just throw away the tape. Um, and, you know, as much as Rossby wanted to win this one, it's all of the top two teams it was a good week to, to lay an egg um I wouldn't put too much stock into it the Ravens just completely had control of that game right out of the gate they rushed for like 190 yards against the worst rushing defense in the league so Lamar didn't really have to do all that much um and then like you said his running back situation was not ideal so yeah I think he just uh let this one go and move on he's still got a great team yeah, I, I think he, he does too. And, um, you know, I'm looking at his receivers. They were all pretty, pretty okay. No, no exceptional performances. But Jamar Eagle, as Ross B likes to coin him, uh, is an outstanding rookie. Uh, one of the best, uh, off, like he's off to one of the best rookie starts that I can possibly remember. Uh, I don't know how the numbers line up to like, let's say, Randy Moss's campaign. I don't know. Uh, where he, he lays there. But all I can say is every time I look at a Bengals highlight, he's doing something really, really good. Even if it's not fantasy-related, he had a mega block this week uh, to spring a touchdown. He's an outstanding uh, rookie, Kai. And, and then Manny Sanders has 14, Woods 11. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I Look, I'm going to say it again, and, and I guess broken record is a theme on today's show because I think Ross B has the best team in this league. I think his team is going to get healthy, and I think it it almost doesn't matter that he didn't win this week. Uh, I think he might say otherwise, but I, I think um, I, I would completely, completely disregard this performance. I don't think it means anything to the his prospects of having a, a championship-type season. Uh, but, but, Kai, we have a, another matchup to get to, and uh, we will uh, follow up here with uh, another 170-point performance, this courtesy of TMC. TMC defeating (laughs) 170-131. TMC is coming on strong. Uh, Ross B was very bullish on this roster. A few other teams that are not TMC have also made that point. Kai, are you... uh, Drinking the Kool-Aid, as they say. I am drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, yeah, I mean, the loss of Russell Wilson is is huge for them. That would have made their team absolutely terrifying. But mm-hmm. even with Teddy Two Gloves in there, he's still a pretty <laughs> solid quarterback. Um, their receivers are just, you know, arguably the best group in the league. I think they rival Ross B's top three guys. Um, their running backs are just rock solid. James Robinson is you know, about 20 points every week almost. Um, DeAndre Swift, I was not a huge fan of coming into this season, but he's proven me completely wrong. So, yeah, I mean, this is a, a pretty solid team. Yeah, and and going back to Teddy Two Gloves, and I love that, but I, I think Ross B would probably uh, coin him Teddy Tunnel Oil instead of Bridgewater. I, I don't know. I feel like that's how <laughs> Ross B comes up with these team names. You know, Greg Big. Uh, so, you know, that was, uh, my thing there. Justin Jeffers daughter made me chuckle a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Teddy tunnel oil. Uh, any, anyway, I, I'm also, uh, on TMC here. Look at, and again, I just reiterate this. Uh, I said right after the draft, this was the deepest team TMC ever had. I think it allowed them to make the trade with us to get Mm -hmm. Josh Allen, who's been really good. Uh, and Kadarius Tony is a promising young rookie, although he's hurt, but 
They have plenty of talent at receiver, across the board at running back. The one concern I will say for this team, Kai, and you did mention DeAndre Swift, and I'm not concerned about, oh, if he's healthy, will he you know, be good? I am concerned about his health overall. He's a guy who's had uh, uh, you know, a little bit of a lingering injury pass. Uh, if they're going to give him a lot of volume, uh, you know, it's something we could see, right? He's kind of already dealing with a little bit of a groin thing here. The Lions are going absolutely nowhere this season. In fact, they're probably looking at the number one pick. And you start to creep up into the fantasy football playoffs and you start to see maybe DeAndre Swift's groin isn't, you know, 100%. Maybe he's got a little knee, something or other. And I think the Lions, okay, are going to be pretty incentivized to say, all right, Mr. Swift, let's take a, let's take a week or four off and call it a season. Uh, we'll get ready for next year. Uh, I, I see that happening, Kai, <clears throat> or I could see it happening, I should say. But look, if, if these two backs, Robinson, the Jaguars, and Swift on the Lions aren't pulled for health-related reasons, uh, this team is pretty spectacular, and it's a, a, certainly a contender to win the Mortes League. Uh, let's flip over to uh, Ray's squad here. Uh, Kai, I'm just going to ask you a point blank. Do you like this team? Um, sort of. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the receivers are pretty good. Um, Metcalf obviously is hurt with the loss of Russell Wilson. Scary Terry, two not great weeks in a row, but um, – not super worried about him because the game flow is going to be there for him. Cortland Sutton's been awesome. Um, but Ray has uh, an RB2 issue. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it. I wouldn't really trust um, a Belichick running back. Yep. I feel like every week that you plug him in is the week that he doesn't really do anything. And then when you leave him on the bench, he has a good game. So it's pretty infuriating. Um, I guess he does have – Eli Mitchell on his bench. So um, maybe he takes a real stranglehold of that backfield when he's back. Um, and that would kind of shore things up for Ray, but yeah, he's, he's got some, uh, some work to do. Yeah, it is tough. And, and just in the similar manner that you wouldn't trust a uh, Belichick off uh, a running back. I'm not so sure a Shanahan running back is a whole heck of a lot better. And they have a bunch of guys set to possibly return. You can get hasty, maybe back in the fold. Jeff Wilson Jr. might be coming around. By the end of it, maybe Frank Gore will make it. <laughs> I have no idea, but there are a lot of running backs who have come through that door. But I, I'm with you, Kai. That's really uh, where what I see as problematic for Ray. I don't think it's uh, a secret by any stretch of the imagination. The only other thing I'd point out, though, is uh, your guy and, and uh, a guy who is part of Ray's namesake here, Darren Waller. Uh, has really, really not lived up to that sort of upper elite echelon tight end uh, everybody thought he was going to be. It started great in week one, and look, he still had, I'm looking at this, he's only had one single-digit week, but his double-digit weeks are so fringe double-digit. I'll, I'll read a couple of them to you. In week two, he has 11.5. In week three, 10.4. Week four, you get up to 15. Then week five, he had a single-digit performance, and, and this past week, 10.9. So you're really looking at three weeks where he, yeah, he was in double digits, but not by a whole heck of a lot. And, and Ray certainly was banking on that. Uh, Kai, is is this guy, DW, going to get it going? Yeah, I'm not worried about him at all. Um, it will be interesting to see how their offense changes a little bit with uh, Gruden gone. But he's still getting targets. He just hasn't scored so much. And yeah. Carr's spreading the ball around a little bit, too. You know, Ruggs has stepped up. Brian Edwards has been good. Renfro's solid. So they have guys there. He's just uh, – he's not getting the high leverage catches. Yeah, they have – they do have a little bit more what it seems uh, firepower than they did a season ago where it was really just the, the Darren Waller show. Uh, but, I, look, one more point on, on this for Ray because I've mentioned this now in – multiple weeks Ray's team is having a points issue and he's really not scoring a lot I'm looking at this Kai you and I were having an absolutely abysmal season uh we are only three points behind uh Jordy R albeit two wins back and, and you're obviously looking at the wins but if Ray's going to make a run at this this point total is going to have to start to creep up uh it feels like every week he's scoring under 140 he's got to find a way to rectify that 
Uh, having Kamara back might help him out of the bye, but he's got to figure it out and, and fast because that point uh, uh, differential can be all, all the difference as we uh, hit the halfway point and move on to the back nine part of this season. Kai, let's move to our next matchup. This is a, 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 a like, honestly, I would equate this to a rivalry outside of the division because, it, you know, it's not Kyle Orton versus Newton's third law, but it's Newton's third law versus DBTR. We know their Memorial Day, 4th of July and Labor Day uh, challenge that they go through uh, yearly. This is a real rivalry here. Um, and DBTR gets the best of him in week six. 152 to 139. Uh, we'll start with the winning team in DBTR. Kai, I, I made a bold prediction, and I'd like to kind of clarify what that means. It's not a flat-out prediction. It's a bold prediction. It means I understand that it's unlikely to happen. But I think it's within the realm of possibility. And look, I think there's a, a fine line between what constitutes a bold prediction and just a prediction. But last week, DBTR... Uh, I believe was it was on the uh, drive-through McDonald's alert, and this week he gets a win. And I proclaimed him last week that I thought uh, my bold prediction was that he could win the More Taste League or was going to win it. It was a big win for DBTR. I think his team is shadily, very very dangerous. He's going to have to figure out a couple of things. But Kai, walk me through this. Do you like this team? Yeah, I do. Um, he obviously has something to work out with his RB too, because um, I've never been a Miles Sanders guy, but yeah. I don't think anyone was expecting him to be this bad. Um, so, and he doesn't even have another running back on the roster. I'm pretty sure. So, he yeah, definitely... I, yeah. I mean, that's right. That's that's absolutely right. Um, let me yeah. jump in on one point on that. Uh, I did see something this week. Gainwell's touches were virtually non-existent, so there is reason to believe his usage is going to come up. But as you pointed out, look, he's just not playing well. And I always say this on this show, uh, if you are not a good real-life player, eventually that's going to matter in fantasy. I, I do think that, uh, Kai, and, and one more point, and then I want you to get back into it. Davidson has Gesicki and Dalton Schultz. Both guys are cementing themselves as firm tight end ones. Not just back end uh, tight end ones, but, you know, in the top five to seven guys. Flip one of those guys for an RB and get some help, and I think this team is going to look a lot better uh, than it does right now, and it looks pretty good to me. So so keep going, Kai. Yeah, um, I think, you know, as a, a wise man once said on this podcast, um, your team comes and goes with Devontae Adams. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, another interesting thing was uh, – Najee Harris. So um, I, I saw a stat that Big Ben's um, air yards per attempt is 3.4, which is the lowest in the league, uh, second lowest in the league, excuse me, behind or ahead of Jared Goff. So I think that's pretty obvious from watching their games that he's not throwing the ball in the air very far. It's at the line of scrimmage or just, just past it. Um, but you know, that's been great for Najee Harris. It keeps right. his floor pretty high. He's getting a ton of catches. Um, and I looked this up today. He's tied for 11th in the league in receptions. And aside from Deandre Swift, who he's tied with the next highest back in the league is Eckler. Who's tied for 39th. Wow. And in terms of targets, he's tied with Godwin and Pittman and ahead of Justin Jefferson and Metcalf. I love, so I love pretty a proactive guest. I love the stats. That's actually a very telling stat. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, one thing I'm thinking about, and, and I'm going to make the point then also on Najee, because I love this guy from the get-go. Uh, he's a stud. Uh, he's going to carry this team uh, come the uh, colder weather and as the season gets a bit later. But I, I really think Ben Roethlisberger should really be called Ben Sloppy Joe this year because that's kind of what his arms become. It's no longer like a real put-together burger. It's just sort of like – you know, ground beef flopped on there, you know, and you know, the Billy Madison line, right? Actually just sloppy. That's sort of what his arm is like at this point. I mean, it's, it, I look, I called Drew Brees last year, the fettuccine arm because it was a noodle. And now I'm going to switch Roethlisberger's uh, last name to, to uh, Ben Roth, sloppy Joe. So that's where I am on that. But yeah, to your point, Kai, that, and those are some great stats. Najee Harris is, is capable enough of carrying, I think this position group. Look, they combined for 32, which equates to right 16 or so per guy. 
So, you know, that would be theoretically enough production from that position group to set DBTR up for success. Let's move to the uh, uh, other team here. Kai, I want to read this to you because I'm looking at this right on the Yahoo page here. You see where it says full recap? Uh, yeah. So, so do you see what it, can you read for me that sentence uh, right next to it? <laughs> Unable to overcome starters goose egg, Newton's third law fall to DBTR 152.16 to 139.2. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, some things are just funny. Jalen Rager has a donut. He puts him in. It's a Thursday night game. Uh, Dan, Dan, Dan Asen, I, I don't know. How, I mean, at this point, I'm just going to start calling him like son. I, I don't know what to call him anymore. There's a lot of letters. You know, we went through this, but Rager lays a donut. Uh, uh, Dan was on some sort of boycott uh for something i'm not i'm not even fully sure i understand what exactly was going on kai help me help me out here what was he boycotting do you know not a clue Hmm. yeah i'm not really sure uh but look he's a he's firm in his convictions he he puts in a couple of these guys uh he's bringing the band back together with johnny smith who gets under two points uh (laughs) you know i feel like I feel like, and, and I could be dead wrong on this, and I would like for actually Dan to correct me because I very well could be wrong. This is a gut feeling and not knowledge. It feels like for the last three years or so, Dan's team has a, a has like almost no firepower overall. Um, and and look, I'm looking at this team. He, I, 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 maybe in years past he's had a little bit less because this team has some good parts to it, but it just feels like he's always so weak at a position group. Like, I mean, like his receivers this year, Julio is nowhere near a guy that is producing like, you know, his ADP or anybody thought that he was going to produce at. And, and then he's got our uh, uh, former guy, McCole Hardman, who is what it is. Uh, Darnell Mooney, you can't trust this guy on a week-to-week basis just yet with the quarterback and the Bears offense. He really is struggling at receiver, Kai. Yeah, um, and I think you you nailed it. You can't trust any one guy week-to-week, so um, that's how you end up with an unfortunate goose egg in your starting lineup. Yeah, and look, uh, one other little nugget that I saw today, the Panthers have had the easiest schedule to date. And the Panthers will have the hardest schedule the rest of the way in the NFL. Now, DJ Moore, I think he's pretty matchup proof. Like, I think he's going to find a way to get his uh, regardless. But, you know, it, you know, for a guy who's off to a very, very hot start, it is something to monitor. Does he sort of revert back to a mid to low end wide receiver too? Or can he stay in this wide receiver one range? Certainly Dan needs him. But Kai, walk me through the rest of Dan's team. Look, he's got the MVP, which uh, – in Murray, I think he's going to win it at this point. Um, you know, I think I don't think it's a completely done deal yet, but it's it's starting to look that way. Given their hot start, you know, and I just don't see a, a, a quite uh, a guy who's ready to challenge for it just yet. Maybe it happens, but we've seen inconsistent performances from Josh Allen at least uh, at the beginning of the season. And then, uh, from Herbert guys, you'd think maybe they could creep their way into the MVP candidate, but it feels like Murray is going to be it. Uh, and, and then his running backs have been great Kai. So does this team have enough juice or does he have to do something? I think he has to do something. Um, he's got, he's got Kyler who's an absolute stud. Uh, his running backs are rock solid. Um, but I just don't think, you know, Mac Jones, isn't going to, step up and get into the 25 ish point range, um, every week. He's just not that guy. Right. Um, and then, you know, yeah, Julio has been disappointing. He's banged up again. DJ Moore, I think is uh, a rock solid wide receiver one, but, um, yeah, Dan, uh, Dan's lacking in the, uh, in the receiver position. And then Kittle being out of course is, is hurtful to Dan. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the Kittle one hurts. Um, they got to get him back. It, it, Kittle feels like a Dan player. He's had him a couple of years now, um, and he needs him back. And if he gets Kittle back, well, then maybe we can talk about that firepower kind of returning. But 
again, yeah, the, the receiving core is what's holding him back right now. Uh, he may look to, to do something here. Uh, look, he's a guru for a reason. He'll find a way to navigate. But uh, at this point, he's 3-3 three and three and sitting in eighth place. I think that's probably uh, a pretty fair, uh, or I should say justice, for what the, the roster he currently has is. Uh, to me, that seems about right where he should be. Let's go to our next matchup, uh, Kai. Uh, we saw a, I believe, I uh, could be wrong on this, three 170-plus performances so far. This is going to be the third uh, with uh, Ian S., the Palomalus, defeating Kyle Orton with a question mark 177 to 147.52. Uh, Kai will start with Ian's team. Uh, Ian's team is uh, looked good this week. It, it was coming off of a, a couple of a shakier weeks, I think, uh, if you will. And it finally kind of clicked here with Diggs and, and the rest of the receiving core coming to play. I'll read through it real quick. Cup had 34. Diggs had basically 24. And Antonio Brown had 24. Uh, this is a dangerous team, Kai. Not a lot of weaknesses on this roster. And I'm looking at it. The only single-digit performer was Mason Crosby. So, Kai, Ian's team. Do you, do you think at the end of the day this team can win a title? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think you and I were both not huge fans of his team coming out of the draft, but mm -hmm. I feel like I say that every single year and yet Ian's always at the top of the standing. So, uh, I've just learned to accept it that this, whatever team he puts out is just going to be a title team. Yeah. And, and look, there are a few things that are unforeseeable and I don't really, I don't really care what Ian would say, uh, there, because nobody saw this coming a guy like Cooper cup. I mean, you know, this is just this is just ridiculous. He's had three performances already of over 30 points, uh, supplemented with a 24-point performance, an 11.5-point uh, performance, and a 16.2-point performance. This is unbelievable production from a guy who's, by all indications, shown that he's a good receiver. But this is elite-level territory, and this has not been something that we've seen out of a guy like Cooper Cup. And you can talk about Stafford coming over, and I get it. But um, it's it still, to me, uh, is something that I don't think anybody who, who's being honest with themselves saw coming. And, and one other uh, point here, Kai, uh, on Diggs, because I've read some stuff uh, that uh, show by all stretch of the imagination, and maybe we started to see it last night, that Diggs' production is going to rise. Uh, look, we all know he's really good. Uh, and he's been actually pretty good to start, all things considered. Hasn't gotten in the end zone a ton. But I have read some uh, analytics to indicate that his breakout is coming. So I'm with you, Kai. Look, it's a frustrating thing here with uh, dealing with Ian because it feels like he could put out a, a, a Syosset 2010 high school roster, and those guys are going to find a way to get things done. But let, let's jump over to the, uh, the fine wine, if I will, because you put him in the cellar. It's Kyle Orton with a question mark. Uh, look, I feel bad for Sammy C because I think this stuff really means a lot to him. I think he cares a lot uh, about it. I don't think that's a, a mystery. And his team, frankly, has just not been good this year. Y you and I, I think, have uh, struggled with some injuries and some unfortunate circumstances. I think Sam just drafted kind of a, an unfortunate team. Uh, talk me, take me through this roster, Kai. What do you see here? Yeah. Um, his running backs are very strong, um, but that's about it, honestly. Um, I've, I'm not a fan of any of his three quarterbacks. I was not a fan of them going into the draft. I was not a fan of them last year. Um, they're just, you know, Ben Roethlisberger looks absolutely done. Big ben Mayfield is – Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he's done. Baker Mayfield is, you know, he's not going to carry a team. And then Goff – I mean, I've always been an anti-Goff guy. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, the move to the Lions was not going to make him better than he was on the Rams. So, um, yeah, that's um, about all I got for Sammy C's team. Yeah, I'm looking at this, and, and as I've called him on this show, Baker may or may not field, and that's really been the case this year. I'm going to read you his point totals. 12.64, 18.52, 17.94, 9.3, 25.5, 21.5, 21.5, 3 times this year he's been Mayfield and 3 times he's been May not field. Look, I don't think this ultimately speaks to how good Sam's team is going to be. Sam's team has a lot of other issues with it, 
We can talk about the receiving core uh, uh, all day because it's horrific. Uh, but here's the one point I want to make on this team. If I told the league that Sam was going to have the best duo running backs, and he very well might, Eckler and Jonathan Taylor, okay, at the outset of this season, Sam would have proclaimed that he's going to win the league. There is not a doubt in my mind he would have uh, uh, put everything on that. If you gave him the best running back duo, he would have trusted himself to makeshift the rest of the roster, and he's done the complete opposite. This roster is completely lost. And there, I'm looking at it, Kai, and like you and I, we could have made a trade. We made a trade. I, I think it helped our roster. I don't think our roster looks so uncompetitive. I'm looking at this team. Uh, this team is really just an uncompetitive team. Uh, regardless of what happens in our matchup upcoming, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, this is a bad roster. Don't you agree? Yeah, it's just a very hopeless roster, I feel. Um, he yeah. doesn't have, you know, Rondale's a rookie. He's had a couple of good weeks, but just he doesn't have a stud receiver. I think he was expecting maybe Ayuk, I guess, to be that yeah, guy. Yeah, Ayuk and Bobby Anderson have really hurt him. Yeah. Um, yeah, no offense been good, I guess, but yeah. yeah, just not a lot of talent. Yeah, just not a lot of talent. And look, there's a reason he's 0-6, and, and he had his best week here with a couple of guys having big weeks for him, but uh, it, it's going to be back to the drawing board for him come uh, the offseason because he's going to have to get some new roster turnover in there. Um, I don't think he can go another year with Ayuk. I think he's going to have to figure it out. Um, I've mentioned it many times. Rondell Moore should be an option for him. I would just grin and bear it like we tried to do. I think Moore is a, for lack of a, a better word, more of a sure thing than the guys we've put forth in the past. And then figure it out from, from this, this uh, roster what you're going to do. Or maybe don't even keep a guy. I don't know. Look. Yeah, I think – I think one big thing that hurt him was, like you said, just the lack of really good keepers going into the season. He was banking on Ayuk being better than he was. I think everyone expected him to be at least a little better than this. Yeah. And then he was banking on an injury from Aaron Jones when he kept AJ Dillon. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is tough to bank on an injury, but absolutely the Ayuk thing uh, is a, is a very valid point and he has not worked out for him and it doesn't look like he's going to really anytime soon. Uh, but stranger things, I guess, have happened. Kai, let's go to our, our last matchup before game picks here. And this is probably my most uh, favorite matchup to talk about this week. The Pharmacy takes out return of the Mac, 145.82 to 137.16. Uh, the Pharmacy gave me a lot uh, of uh, what for this past week uh, for close losses and unfortunate uh, circumstances resulting in their poor start. And to that, I would just say, oftentimes, Kai, that's the difference between a good team and a bad team. Um, you know, luck and these unfortunate things. And look, we can highlight them. And, and I agree, look, some good points were made. But ultimately, that's maybe the difference between you being one and four, or two and four, and you being four and one, four and two. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, just a heartbreaker for our pal Fee Adler this week. Um, you know, Derek Henry took down not only the Bills, but return of the Mac on Monday night. And then, uh, as you know, Ephraim texted us today. Uh, he did not get a great haircut, as, as we heard. So uh, I'm going to get a look at it this weekend, I guess. But thoughts and prayers for our, our pal Fee Adler. Yeah, I'm, re I'm really uh, – uh... Uh, sad about that and, and look yeah we know Derrick Henry uh cut up his roster and the bills maybe worse than the barber did his hair I'm not really sure we'll size it up this weekend and we'll report back I, I hope uh next week but look um the way I see it Kai and and let's come back to the the pharmacy for one moment because uh, the pharmacy uh when you win on this show you're going to get a little bit of love and Derrick Henry came to play and then we're going to dive back into Fiatler because uh, that haircut, amongst other things, is certainly uh, more tastely podcast worthy. But Kai, to walk me through the pharmacy's roster here because I'm looking at it and um, I don't know what to think about it. So I want your thoughts initially. I'm a fan of their roster. Um, I think it's better than a 10th place roster for sure. Um, 
definitely some question marks coming into the year with their quarterbacks. Um, it, we didn't know how Burrow was going to look coming off of a major injury. And then Darnold in a change of scenery um, with uh, an offensive guru and Matt rule, but they've both been great so far. Um, they're running backs. Obviously they had arguably the two best running backs in the league come in. Um, but Allen Robinson is really disappointed. Um, so yeah. it's been tough to kind of, you know, get past that. And then, Godwin, he's he's had some good weeks. He had he's had some okay weeks. It's it's tough to kind of predict which receiver in that offense is going to go off each week. So, yeah, it's it's really unfortunate uh, to look at the pharmacy's roster because if they put McCaffrey in, uh, this obviously running back duo is going to be the best in the league because McCaffrey's a beast every time he plays. Uh, as we all know, the best kind of ava- uh, ability is availability. McCaffrey has been out. Uh, Derrick Henry is picking up the slack though. This guy is legendary. He's becoming legendary. I'm looking at his game log here. His season low came in week one, 58 yards. His next lowest rushing yards total on the year is 113. He's got 783 yards and 10 touchdowns. We're six games in. He's on pace for a historic season. And, uh, look, he can carry the pharmacy only so far, though. They're going to need some help. Uh, Ty, mainly, as you pointed out, through their receivers. Robinson uh, has really settled in as, like, a flex type of player at this point. I have him in another league. Um, I'm not even frustrated with him. I think it's the situation. But uh, at this point, he is probably a benchable player, depending your options. Uh, we've seen six weeks now. He's hovered right around 10 points in almost all of them. And it doesn't look like it's getting better. Like, there's no reason to believe that a breakthrough is coming for him. Um, it's yeah, not that, like, uh, you know, there's a huge target shares for him or anything like that. It's just, I, I you know, I don't know. Yeah, um, I have him in another league, too. Um, and, you know, we've seen him on bad teams before. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know how talented he is. So that's what, what makes it so difficult to actually pull the trigger and bench him. Right. Um, so yeah, they, they have some decisions to make with him. Yeah. And, and now you get into the weeds of, uh, Oh, let's trade him. But you know, what are you going to get for him? And look, I still think if you give up Allen Robinson to the right team, there's going to be a team that would pay a, a pretty penny for him because of what he can be. Uh, but that's something for the pharmacy to weigh moving forward. The only other thing we'll talk about is, as I mentioned, that Carolina stat, it will be interesting to see how Sam Darnold does moving forward. Look, he started very hot. The last two weeks have been not great. And he's going to he's gonna struggle the rest of the way on, on some of these defenses, uh, I, I think. You know, you're going to have some of the um, uh, uh, divisional opponents who I think put forth uh, a little bit of a, a problematic uh, matchups. And then also, you know, teams like Washington, even a, a team such as the Giants this week, uh, uh, can give you problems, you know, if you don't come to play with no McCaffrey and some of these other guys not playing up to snuff for Carolina. So it'll be interesting to see if Darnold can pick it, can keep it up uh, from a fantasy perspective. If he can, I, I'm right with you. The pharmacy's got a pretty good roster and they can get right back in this thing. Uh, but it, it will depend on a couple of these players who are starting, uh, who have concerned me and who are starting to concern me, such as Robinson and Darnold. Kai, that concludes our uh, week six matchup, and, and now we can go to our game picks. And, and uh, of course, of course, we have to get on the old NFL classics. Kai, we got the two last place teams playing this week. It's you and I against Kyle Orton with a question mark. Wait a minute, Kai. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We didn't talk about Fee Squad, you know? Do we need to? Uh, probably not, but we, you know, we, we, right. let me touch on it because we started to talk about it, then we left and we got it back. And all right, well, we'll talk about it here for yeah, a minute. Uh, we really don't need to, but let, let's give them the justice because I had this one line I want to say. Uh, I think Fee, uh, maybe a few years ago, took out a huge loan from a bank uh, regarding fantasy football luck. And starting right about now, it's time to start paying it back with some interest because this was a week where Fee Adler uh, had it until he didn't. And uh, Derrick Henry obviously eats his heart out on, on Monday night. And uh, 
Look, I, look, I, it is a good point. We probably don't have to talk about this team a ton, but let's touch on it for a minute, Kai, here. Uh, give me your thoughts overall on this team. Uh, I hate to say it. I do like Fee's team a lot. Um, he put up 137 with 12 points from Herbert, 10 points from Keenan. Um, Fields, 14, whatever. You know, this is a, a very down week for the Herbert-Keenan connection, and um, I don't expect that to be the case going forward. So I think uh, Fee should be optimistic about his squad. Yeah, and, and look, look, I, I think Fee is the kind of guy who, when he's winning, he's going to take the credit when he's losing. You got to point it off to the Yahoo guys uh, who drafted this team, and yeah. uh, that's, I think, what we're going to do this week. I, I blame the Yahoo. I blame the programming, and, uh, you know, credit the pharmacy where, where it's due. And uh, let's, let's go to game picks now, Kai, because, I, I, you know, obviously I was a, a tad eager to get to them. And, and Kai – as we move into the actually, let, let me ask you one question before we do it. We're, we're approaching the halfway point. We're not quite there yet. Give me your biggest surprise fantasy player heading into this season. Let's do one good and one bad. Oh, man. I've got to think about this. I guess for me, Jonathan Taylor, um, I was a little down on him. I thought, you know, last year they kind of – rotated the ball around the backfield a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was not expecting him to just be this good. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, for disappointment. Hmm. Oh, I guess our guy, Antonio Gibson. Yeah. He's been pretty brutal. He's really struggled for us. Uh, I'm gonna, he's I'm getting the touches. He's yeah. getting touches, which is the thing. He's just not doing anything with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it, you know, it's, a, it's really, really unfortunate. Now he's got some sort of chin ailment or something or other going on. I'm going to go for my most surprising, and I picked him in another league. I actually just traded him. And, I, look, I thought he was going to be good, but watching what Antonio Brown's done through the – you know, this is vintage AB. This is Pittsburgh AB, the way he's played this year. And they have a bunch of other weapons, but they're, they're trucking along. And then for me, for the disappointment, I'll go – to the team we just talked about, the pharmacy and Allen Robinson, I picked them in another league. I, I just don't get it. Uh, I mean, I do get it, but I don't get it. I, you know, uh, hoping he can turn it around. I think he's a deserving player. Obviously, we talked about it. He's a great player, but to date, he's really disappointed. Kai, we're moving into game picks. And I, you know what? I'm not going to apologize for having to listen to the beginning of this song again. This is great stuff. As, as one of these uh, steel curtain guys that flashes across my screen. All right, Kai, week seven. Your team, uh, our team against Kyle Orton, currently the lineup is all screwed up here. 141 to 107, we're projected to win 76% on Yahoo. But Kyle Orton doesn't have the Pittsburgh defense. Uh, in, uh, Pittsburgh defense is in his lineup and on by. Greg Zerloin is in his lineup on by. Uh, and for us, Kai, we have a, uh, I believe, a set lineup here. Talk to me. Who's we do. Listeners? We do. Yeah, so this is going to be a theme with uh, a lot of the game picks. There's a lot of empty lineup spots, so um, take these with a grain of salt. Um, that being said, I hesitate to pick us um, because this is such a huge matchup, but uh, I think if, if Jonathan Taylor doesn't go ballistic, I like our chances. Yeah, I'm going to take us to win, and here's my point. He's got Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr., Tim Patrick, and Noah Fant all playing in the same game Thursday night, Browns against Broncos. It's not a game that I personally want to be all that fantasy invested in, yet alone he's kind of missing the good players in the matchup here. Mayfield is dealing with an injury. Beckham is banged up. Noah Fant has the cue next to his name. Um, you know, Looks like there's going to be very, some precipitation good, too. Yeah. And, and, and Kai, we're going to have a very good understanding here heading into Nashville, uh, how, how our outlook is looking come uh, Friday morning. Well, at least I will. You'll, of course, be there. Are you going to watch the game Thursday night, you think? Yeah, I'm planning on it. Oh, yeah, there he is. All right, let's move to our next matchup, Kai. The commissioner against DBTR. Currently, the commissioner projected as Yahoo yet again. Let's me down. Uh, the commissioner's projected 124.73 to 106.63, 64% to 36%. Ty, who are you taking away? 
So currently they both have a Texans QB starting. So I think a lot of it's going to come down to who actually plays <laughs> um, because neither of them have another quarterback to, to plug in. So um, yeah. And Al does not have a running back too. So that's definitely not good. Yeah. Him. Al also is going to have to make a move for the, uh, the Buffalo Bill defense and get a defense in there. With the Cowboys and the Vikings on by, Al's missing Schultz, Lamb, and Kirk Cousins. Uh, the commissioner's missing Dak Prescott and Adam Thielen. Um, yeah, God. so so Hertz and Devontae Smith have a pretty great matchup this week against the Raiders. Um, it looks like – so the Raiders are already down their second and third best corners, possibly their best corner also in Casey Hayward, who's been pretty unbelievable this year, so – um, if he's out, I expect them to both feast. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm with you, and, and I agree. Um, this is a, a tough matchup. It, it seems as if Landry may play this week. Is that is that true? I think right now, I haven't looked at the most recent um, Twitter update, but I think a lot of it was dependent on if he practiced today or not. Wow, uh, this is interesting. He's currently projected 12 points, and, and in the commissioner's lineup, another – Thursday night guy um, and it will be interesting look I, I'm going to also I'm going to take the commissioner he hasn't lost a game this week and of course yep. a short uh, staff DBTR is up against it this week so I'm going to take the commissioner to win but the D- DBTR here has a fighting chance given the massive amount of buy- buys uh, that are involved in that matchup our next matchup this is a doozy this is going to be an intense this is going to get heated in Nashville it's against 72 and Mahomes schooled. It's 65, 35% right now in favor of Jordy Red. Ross B currently has Tyler all about that base or bass uh, on uh, by and in his lineup. Damian Williams is on the COVID uh, report and currently projected zero. So a little bit again, of a, a problem here when we get into predictions, but Kai, give me your thoughts here. Who are we taking? Yeah. Um, I think I like Ross being this matchup. I'm pretty confident that Damian Williams is going to play. Um, yeah. I mean, Ross B's pretty much back to almost full strength. Um, his quarterbacks both have good matchups. So yeah, I, I like Ross B. Yeah, it, it will be a little tough here with, with Nikki Chubb uh, still on the shelf for at least another week. Rossby's got to get these running backs back, Kai. But I do agree, this is a pretty complete roster. Ray has projected a really high number for a team who has not performed uh, all that great uh, to date. Kai, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the opposite way here. I'm going to take Jordy off. I think he's due for a breakout performance. I think Ray... Uh, is going to get it this week against Rossby, and Ray's going to have a blast uh, in Nashville. Uh, let's go to our next matchup, um, Kai. We have Mike and Mike's against Newton's third law. Uh, this is currently a projection of 134.66 to 82.02. Uh, yeah, needless to say, the Mike and Mike's and Mikey Chucks and, and Aaron D, they have a lot of guys on by here. Let's, let's, uh, sift through it. Uh, currently, Newton's third law uh, has Chris Boswell and the Dallas defense out. Still projected 134. You figure that's going to creep up around 150 or so points. Uh, Mike and Mike are missing. Mike Williams, Chase Clay Ocean, Jared Cook, and the Minnesota defense all in their lineup and on by uh, Kai. Help me out here. Who'll be taking? Yeah, so they are pretty decimated by buys this week. I went through it. I think they're going to have to drop either Jordan Love or um, Logan Thomas to get a full mm-hmm. roster. Yep. Um, so with that being said, I've, I've got to go with the Dan man. Kai, I'm taking the Dan man too, Kai. We have to do two picks really quick. Return of the Mac against the Palomalos. Who do you have? It's currently a 123-119 projection. I got to go with Ian. He's got Josh Gordon in the lineup. I'm uh, I'm taking Ian too. Last matchup, the pharmacy TMC. Oof, I'm going pharmacy. I'm going to take the pharmacy too. And you see, I thought Anchor was going to cut us off, but they they didn't. Uh, we're over the hour mark, Kai. 
Uh, look, I apologize for those last two matchups. I, I got to look, manage the clock a little bit better. Uh, call me the Mike McCarthy on this show uh, because uh, I tell you what, he's a terrible game manager. Kai, I had a lot of fun doing this. It's going to be funny to listen to it. That's some of the best part about doing this podcast is that the mistakes happen in real time and you just roll with the punches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Thanks Kai, for having me on. Excited Kai, are you going to listen to this on the way down? I'm going to listen to this probably at work tomorrow. Oh, yeah, there he is. Well, well give me your feedback, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this weekend. And uh, with that, this has been the Odd Podcast. I'm your host, B. I'll see you next time.